1: We spent a lot of time in the last uh, couple of months talking about uh, international students. Uh, and uh, Immigration Minister Mark Miller, who's been on this show many a time, today said that Ottawa is ready to step in and shut down shady schools that are abusing the international student program if provinces don't uh, crack down. Uh, Miller did say there are problems across the college sector, but some of the worst offenders are private institutions and those schools Need to go, but also when you look through the list, there are a lot of uh, private schools, of course, but there's also a lot of public colleges that rely upon. Uh, the international students as well. A reminder, of course, that more than 900,000 foreign students had visas to study in Canada last year, which is more than three times the number a decade ago. Just yesterday, we were talking to uh, the head of the Victoria Chamber of Commerce, who said we should be building more student housing, but those international students um, that uh, study in our schools are vital, uh, not only just for Canada over the long term with an aging society, but also for many businesses as well, and they're actually advocating for more student housing um, uh, to be built. Joining me now to talk a little bit about this issue is Richard Curland. He's an immigration lawyer and a policy analyst right here in Vancouver. Richard, thank you for joining us.
0: A pleasure.
1: Now, recently, I had the prime minister, and he gave me a rather lengthy answer in regards to why we had this problem. Uh, and it, you know, part of it was it's COVID, and we didn't have any immigration, and so we were playing catch up. But I had to remind him after his rather lengthy answer, it still happened on your watch. Uh, and my question to you is: uh, We we've, we've gotten into this mess. Who do you blame for this? Is it Ottawa uh, not watching what was happening? The colleges, public or private, who weren't uh, who were just letting anybody in? Let's be on. how would you what's your assessment of of this mess
0: well, it's real simple it's it's out of Ottawa the Privy Council office made the strategic decision to increase Canada's population size politically they could not three four years ago say we're going to significantly boost immigrants because there's a political price for that and they're under an obligation every year to disclose how many permanent residents are coming in. But guess what? There's no equivalent obligation when it comes to temporary status people. Mm-hmm. No caps, no reporting. So in the space of three, four years, they increase the size of Canada's population by literally 1000000s under political radar, and they just kind of forgot to tell the housing industry uh, and and a lot of the schools that that was their intent. So when the prime minister told you uh, half the story, it was just that, half the story. Ottawa knew, they planned it, they did it, and now they're, they're caught.
1: So in your mind, what do you think they know that we don't in regards to our job market moving forward Mm. beyond we have an aging society i get all that we have bills to pay. we need young people the longer they're here they're more they're going to pay into our tax system i get all that but what do you think the specifics number numbers tell them that tell them let's pull a fast one on them and and bring in more international suits like what what data do you think they're looking at that says let's come to this conclusion let's go do this
0: well, it, it's, it's pure. someone's got to pay for our uh, medical system. Someone's got to pay for our pensions, and that's got to be uh, the younger people. We can harvest human capital from other countries without paying. The people coming here have been educated in other countries, not our dime. It's a clever move, but kind of just be upfront with it. Uh, so where do we go next? To control this uh, overnight after doubling Ottawa says, okay, we doubled it, now we'll reduce by about 35% the total number of these uh, study permits Mm, big deal, a little uh, late, but nevertheless the demand for a Canadian study permit has not decreased the supply of those permits have decreased, so we're in actually a gosh darn good position we can make rules like you can't come to this country to study unless you can afford to, and unless you can afford to be here without working, harvest the wealthy and educated it's <laughs> mm. good for us
1: does this not also lay bare that our entire uh system when it comes to post secondary institution is struck structurally just uh, just yeah. th- it 's it's a mess that we are relying still on international well, students ultimately to fund yeah. our, our public uh, system here, because I know I think it was in Ontario yeah. last year international students were actually were on the verge of putting more money into the system than the Ontario government
0: You, you just nailed it bullseye so uh, it, it is about money if, if the provinces do not want to uh, finance the educational institutions with taxpayer dollars uh, to the levels that are appropriate the the school's got to get it from somewhere and no surprise when the only choice is to add foreign students you're making about twenty thousand dollars a student and uh, there's an awful lot of foreign students so uh, the again uh, the, the, the government big government Uh, left uh, no choice uh, for those schools. They had to collect money uh, in order to subsidize their uh, existing program. The benefit is that foreign students were subsidizing Canadian student education.
1: Uh, University of Victoria announced cuts of $13 million, uh, about 4% of their operating budget. Uh, do you expect to see more of these high profile announcements uh, in Ontario and, and and British Columbia as more of the numbers and the reality hit our, our uh, educational institutions?
0: In the last week or so, the panic button has been hard pressed by the schools they now have to look for money they see how do we get these study permits there's no transparent rules it could be like in ontario that land bank it what counts is who you know in the provincial government well that's no way to run a railroad so um, some some quick thinking can be done to make this a win-win-win for everyone you can tie uh, a school's quota study permits which now exists as of the last couple of weeks the the provinces give individual schools they have the power to do this quotas for study permits and to get the same quota next year be a good school make sure the students show up pass do well and add into that soup plans that the school has to increase housing supply for students to ensure a campus is safe and secure for all students if you check all those boxes you get foreign money big time and we've effectively privatized hive off to the private sector enforcement of the immigration program by doing this the schools want money Mm -hmm. they'll be motivated Uh, and do what's required to get their quota. So I think this is going to have an excellent outcome. There will be short-term panic in Ontario and parts of BC when schools need to uh, get some sort of blessing from Victoria on next year's study permit quota. But when the dust settles, I think we win. We will take in wealthy students who do not have to work in Canada to study The schools will get their money, and the taxpayer wins because the enforcement of our immigration program will be pushed down onto the schools. The schools being highly motivated to pick the brightest, the best, the best performing, and people who comply with our immigration laws.
1: Richard, so thank you for your time.
0: A pleasure and an honor. Thank you.